you kind of just learn as you go. But yeah, um, honestly, like I listened to something or I, it was either something I was listening to or it was a sermon where uh, it was along the lines of like God equips you for like the things that he has in your life that he's planned for you. Yeah. So like you don't need to know the answer to everything right from the get go because if it is something that you have been called to do, it's something that God wants you to do. He's going to place things into your life. He's going to put things into your life that's going to get you to where you need to be. Yeah, literally. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. with that being said, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Finding Faith Podcast. I'm here with Carlton French. How are you doing today, bro? Doing great, Nick. Great to be here. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, um, quick backstory: Carlton and me uh, attend the same uh, men's Bible study that we go to every Monday. And before we get into kind of what led up to this conversation, I want to get a backstory on who you are. Um, just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. So, um, I work in consulting okay. at Deloitte here in Atlanta, mm -hmm. and I've been there for just over seven years now. Uh, started out of undergrad, went to college at Georgia Tech in Atlanta, and uh, before that, uh, grew up in Atlanta, was born in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Where's that? It's um, about 30 minutes northeast of Atlanta Okay. in Gwinnett County, Okay. and then uh, moved to... Um, St. Louis when I was a, a kid, like Missouri pre-K. Yeah, Missouri. Oh, okay. And then we moved back uh, for my dad's job. All this moving was for my dad's job. Got it. Moved back to Alpharetta, Georgia when I was in first grade and then moved from one side of Alpharetta to the other side of Alpharetta yeah. more toward like the Milton part of Georgia uh, when I was in seventh grade and went to Milton High School, uh, which is like a big high school in the Atlanta area and then went to Georgia Tech. So that's kind of, I guess, my background in a nutshell. What did your dad do um, that required you to kind of move so much as a kid? Yeah, he worked for AT&T. Mm. He was um, in their finance group. And um, I think he just kept getting like more responsibility at his job. Nice. And, you know, this is back in the like 90s, early 2000s. And so there was no virtual, you know, remote work or anything like that. Yeah. So <laughs> he had to move to get promoted and move up and stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, that's what that's what uh, made our family move around so much. Um, I guess, I, I don't know if it was like so much, just like three times. But each time I remember, um, especially when I was moving from the one side of Alpharetta to the other side in yeah. seventh grade, like I remember that being a pretty big move where... I was like disappointed, like, why are we moving? Like all my friends are here. Was it a new school that you were gonna have to go to as well or was it the yeah, same school? New oh, school. Man. So that was just a difficult, I guess, age range, you know, seventh grade to yeah. oh it, it felt like it was at the time. You know, looking back now I'd be like, Oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. But <laughs> at the time I was like, Oh man, I've gotta go to like a whole new school district and meet all new people and what about all my friends that yep. I've known since I was in first grade? And um so even though I was only like 15 minutes away, it felt really far just because of the new school district and everything like that. For sure. And then what made you decide to go to Georgia Tech? I got a friend. Um, he went to Georgia Tech as well. And I was wondering, like, what it, was it that brought you to there as well? Yeah. So growing up in Atlanta, um, you know, in the suburbs, I had always heard of Georgia Tech and I'd been to a 
football game when I was a kid there. Um, I grew up a big Auburn fan. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad and my grandpa went to Auburn. My grandpa was a professor at Auburn and um, lived like a mile from the football stadium that he built his house in Auburn. So we went there all the time growing up. So I always thought I was going to go to Auburn and uh, went to a football game at Georgia Tech when I was a kid. <laughs> and I remember being like, oh, this was like a cool environment. And then as I was applying for colleges my junior year of high school, I you know applied to Auburn, got into Auburn, was like, okay, this is great. Like, I'm, I'm gonna I'll, go here. I'll go, I'll go to Auburn, and yeah. then I started looking at the finances, and it was like, Ooh. oh gosh, like out of state. <laughs> Even you know, being an alum alumni, it was like, okay, I got to pay a lot of money to go to Auburn versus in state in Georgia. There's the Hope Scholarship yep. if you're in state. So yep. I was like, I probably should go, you know, look at Georgia and like Georgia Tech, um, just because you know they're great schools in state. Plus they're um, qualified for that scholarship. So went and toured uh, Georgia, didn't really love it. And then I went and toured Georgia Tech and I don't know what it was, but I just kind of fell in love with the campus and the business program at Georgia yeah. Tech. I studied finance and um, it being right in the city, the heart of Atlanta and still feeling like it was a college campus, but also I uh, was able to like go a couple streets over and be amongst all the businesses in Atlanta. And at the time I wanted to go into sports business, I thought. Uh, and so I was okay. like, oh, this will be a great way for me to, you know, I could work for like the Braves or the Hawks yeah. or the yeah, Falcons yeah. Yeah. or something like that, you know, yeah. right in the city where they're, where they actually are versus if I go to like Georgia yeah. or Auburn, yeah. I'll have, I won't be able to work for any professional teams. All I can do is work for the athletic department at the college. Is that still something that you think you want to go into eventually is working with like a sports team or... Is that like your passion still? Um, not really, I would say. Um, I'd say my my passions have really changed. Um, you know, like, I guess we'll get a bit more into my testimony, but like since coming to know the Lord, mm -hmm. my passion for sports has really, I'd say like diminished, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, Where yeah. I'm, I'm just like not as enthused about like, okay, like who's going to win the game? Yeah. Or I, like, you know, it's a Sunday right now. I'm like, not really concerned with all the NFL games today or like what's happening. Yep. Um, it, whatever's going to happen is going to happen regardless if I watch or not, or exactly. if I know all the latest like fantasy football data <laughs> and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'd say that before that was just a passion of mine. Cause I grew up playing sports all through yep. when I was a kid nice. and, um, I ended up hurting my, um, knee when I was in ninth grade and, uh, I grew up playing soccer like really competitively and was okay. a pretty good travel soccer player. And, was going to play, you know, I played for like my middle school team. I was going to play for the high school team at Milton. And then I hurt my knee in the off season playing basketball, unfortunately. And I like, didn't know what, what happened. Um, but I had to get surgery, um, got surgery on my knee and just never really felt like as confident in it after that. Okay. And, um, so from there I kind of was like, all right, well, I really love sports, but how can I stay involved in sports, but not be playing? And I started getting into more of the like business, like managerial like side, side of yeah. sports. Uh, I worked for our Milton High School basketball team all four years as a, what was called like a manager. Mm -hmm. um, and I did like stats at all of our games. So That's my cool. freshman year, I went to like every game and okay, like recorded all the points and the rebounds yeah, and the yeah. assists for everybody. And then like would give them to the coaches so That's they cool. could keep track of how many fouls everybody had and any analysis that they were able to glean from that. And then my sophomore year at Milton, we were actually 
the number one basketball team in the whole country. Nice. And so in the whole country in the whole country. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We had like a lot of really great players. And so, Jeez. um, we won, we won state my freshman year and we won state my junior year, but my sophomore year, we were supposed to win state. We were like number one in the whole country and uh-huh. we ended up losing in the state championship game that year. Got it. But that year we started a webcast for the high school basketball team. And so I was like the sort of, sort of similar to this, but I was like the, you know, announcer for like the color <laughs> the color broadcaster and i yeah. thought like oh this would be awesome to do as a career one day that was kind of my hope was to get into something like broadcasting or um you know sports journalism and then as i started to explore like what that path looked like mm-hmm. it was you know a very small number of people that do sports broadcasting so i was like oh maybe like sports business would be better and a more stable career so that's why i decided to go to tech and study finance was like still the hope to get into sports and being in the city of Atlanta, I thought would help that, but also have a degree in business as opposed to like sports management or journalism in case my interests changed like they have at this point. Yeah. And so I still have a finance degree where I can you know do other like business type of work. Nice. You mentioned um, kind of faith bringing you towards different passions and there's a shift in your life in that aspect. Let's, stay on the faith topic and just talk about your upbringing in general. I feel like a lot of people um, kind of go through different th- phases in their life um, in, in which like faith plays a part. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it does. How did faith and how did your current religion like start? Um, and then how did it kind of change as you got older? Yeah. So I would say now that, I'm a Christian and I'm doing my best every day to actively follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. And um, I attribute it to a bunch of different things, but really my my upbringing, I I grew up in church, um, which I'm really grateful to have done that. Um, We went to church up until I moved. So when we moved from one side of Alpharetta to the other side of Alpharetta, we had been going to this church um, in Alpharetta when I was a kid up from like, you know, first grade through seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And it was just what we did every Sunday, you know, like, okay, got to go to church. And I didn't really necessarily know like why we went or like, I didn't understand Jesus really, or like, you know, Bible stories. It was something that you were told to do and you were, you were just doing it right. You yeah. didn't really understand everything behind it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And, um, I, I do remember consciously, you know, accepting Jesus, like saying the salvation prayer on my own when I was six and, okay. and being saved. And, um, I didn't know what that meant really, but I remember doing that, but I never got baptized Okay. and I never like, you know, read my Bible on my own. I never, did really? you have like uh um the the like the youth church groups or anything like yeah. that? Did you go to that? And was this a non-denominational uh, Christian church or was it like a specific? Yeah, um, it was um it was like non-denominational slash Baptist. Got it. Got church. it. Got it. Yep. Uh, small small church. You know, not nothing like massive or, yeah. or or crazy or anything like that. But um yeah, just like what we did every Sunday. And when we moved, we stopped going to that church. And we were trying to find a new church and, you know, hopped around to a few different places, but never really got plugged in anywhere. Mm. And then at, when I was in high school, we kind of just like stopped going all together to yep. church. And I was like, okay, well, this is great. Now I can like sleep in on Sundays yep. and like watch football. Yep. And, yeah. I'm 
like a ninth grader and you know i didn't have much of a faith of my own so i was like okay well i'm a christian i don't know what that means but um that's what i would say my faith was and i kind of went through um you know high school college and then even into you know my early professional career in atlanta um, I would have said I was a Christian if someone had, had asked me, but I never really was like challenged in my faith or mm. was like encouraged to like dig deeper into it or mm. like what does it actually mean to be a Christian or to believe in Jesus. And so it wasn't until um, about three years ago, um, the spring of 2021, where I started to really explore faith and like okay what do i really believe just because i grew up in church or grew up a christian and grew up in georgia was that covid i can't remember when was when was covid was that yeah. 2020 it was uh yeah it was it was kind of like the tail end of covid i guess okay. uh depending on how you would define when COVID Categorize happened. It, yeah. but yeah <laughs> I, it was like the spring of 2021 is when i first started to explore faith and it was really um, because I had, I had been dating a girl mm. and, um, you know, I'd been like going on dates and like ex exploring, you know, okay. Like is my wife in Atlanta mm. and, um, and this one girl had started to date and I was, I don't know. I felt like okay, now that I'm like dating a girl, I'd never dated a girl before this. Mm -hmm. I had just, I'd like gone on dates, but never been like boyfriend, in girlfriend yeah, in a yeah. relationship. Yep. And so I was like, from when I was a kid, it like had a flashback, like, oh, you know, when you're start when you're dating someone like, and your boyfriend, girlfriend, that leads to marriage. And so, um, when I'm married, you know, I'll need to like understand these Christian things from when I was a kid because you made that conscious thought. Yeah. Okay. And I remember, um, thinking like this is something that I'll need to raise my kids in because like I was raised in church and I felt like I was a good person or I had good morals and values um, and had been raised right, I guess. And um, so I was like, okay, if I get married to this girl, we'll have kids and I'll want them raised in church. So um, I should probably start like learning about that now yeah. <laughs> and so um me and this girl we started to date and i was um just like challenged to think like okay do i really believe this or not and then mm. into about a month into dating her um this was the spring of 2021 okay. we um we broke up and i we broke up because i found out that she cheated on me yeah and i was like really like you know devastated like i felt really empty inside like i felt like i really trusted this girl yep. and she was the first girl i ever dated and um you know i put a lot of i guess value on that title of boyfriend girlfriend mm -hmm. and i attributed it to you know being raised in church and like having the idea that whoever i date like i'm gonna get married to them and it being really a sacred thing and so I was like, how could you do this to me, God? Like, yeah. I thought that this was like supposed to lead to marriage yeah. and how could she like break my trust in this way? And I remember thinking like, well, I don't even know if there is a God, you know, like mm. just because I was raised in church doesn't mean that 
you know, this is the truth. Or if I had been, you know, born in India, I would have been like Hindu. If I'd been born in China, maybe I'd right. been Buddhist. So I'd been born in Utah. I would have been Mormon. So yep. just because I was born in Georgia doesn't mean that Christianity is the truth. So I really, um, that's big, dude. That's, that's so deep. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think it was, you know, I, I attribute it to being saved and, you know, I believe once you're saved, you're always saved, mm. um, which is like a theological debate. But, but, um, I believe that I accepted Jesus when I was a kid. And so it always, the Holy spirit was like working even when I didn't recognize it throughout mm-hmm. my adolescence. And so I believe it was the Holy spirit convicting me. Like you just need to like explore this and you know, like what do you really believe? And looking back on it now, um, you know, almost three years later, I'm super grateful that that relationship didn't work out and that, you know, maybe I'm not glad that it happened the way that it did. And like, I, I got cheated on mm-hmm. and, but it really led me to a point of like feeling really broken and okay, like, I can't solve this on my own. That was one thing I took a lot of pride in, I would say mm-hmm. was, um, you know, going to Georgia tech, um, you know, living in Atlanta, I had a you know good job at Deloitte. I was like, I don't need this religion. You know, I'm like better than all this. And people that I would meet that were Christians, I thought I was, you know, like above them in some way, like, mm-hmm. okay, like they don't have their life figured out, but like, I'm, I've, I'm all good. Like I don't need God or religion. And so when it really took me to the point of being broken to where I couldn't figure it out on my own. And that really drove me to God and being like, okay, is there a God? Um, you know, what do I really believe? And so that's kind of how I approached it. I guess I started listening to sermons. Um, you know, growing up in Alpharetta, there's a big church there called North Point Community Church. I've heard of it. Yeah. And, um, Andy Stanley is the pastor yep. there. And so I started listening to some of, um, Andy Stanley's videos, uh, or like sermons on YouTube. And he was the only pastor, only church in Atlanta, or really, I guess like the whole world at the time that I even knew of. Was Passion City a thing yet or not yet? Passion City was a thing. Okay. I, I, you know, I'd grown up in Atlanta my whole life, went to school at Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. had been living in Atlanta for like a few years at that point, post-grad, and had never heard of Passion City Church my whole life. Never heard of Passion Conferences or mm-hmm. the Passion Movement, which, um, you know, thinking about it now, like seeing as how involved I am at Passion, that seems so crazy, yeah. but yeah, like, just living, you know, 10 minutes away from the church. I had never heard of it. Just wasn't kind of in circles of people that were going to church or were talking about faith. And so. you mentioned, um, so after the breakup, uh, you're kind of questioning things and then you started debating like, is, is this even something that I believe in or is this something that I was just kind of just born into and just like assumed that would happen if I live somewhere else, would I have believed in something else because of it? What, was there anything that, then like because you mentioned you started listening to Andy Stanley you started like researching like North Point was there a decision that was made where it was like okay this is something that I believe in because I believe in or was you listening to these different podcasts like you learning and making the decision but not yet like was it something that was leading towards your decision or was there something before that where it was like okay I I do believe this is I this is what I believe in, this is the reason why I'm now I'm going to continue like learning and, and moving forward in that faith. Yeah. So 
I would say I kind of dipped my toe in the water, so to speak, by starting to listen to sermons okay. and being like, okay, let me try to figure this out, basically. Like, yeah. I'm a very logical me and too. analytical person. Yep. So I was like, all right, <laughs> like, there has to be a, a way to figure out, like, what the true religion is. And mm. so, and if it's not Christianity, then, like, okay, great. Like, I don't... Let me figure out what it I is. Don't need to, don't need to worry about it. Or um, if it's a different religion, like, I'll... Okay, I'll believe in that. Or yep. if there's no religion, then okay, I'll just be Ooh, atheist so, or agnostic. So what brought you to this being the true religion then? Yeah, so um, I started uh, after you know, listening to some of Andy's sermons, mm -hmm. I started to look into apologetics. Um, and this was the spring of um, 2021 still, like okay. May timeframe, April, okay. May, June. And um just like watching videos on YouTube, really like debates between Christians and Buddhists or like people that were Jewish and people that were Muslim and like, what did they believe? What were the tenets of their faith? Yep. People's um, testimonies that had believed in different religions and like what changed in their life. So like somewhat similar to this, maybe like how they were like a broken person and then they, came to faith or came to belief in Jesus and like how their life changed. Um, people's stories that had had what are called near death experiences yep, yep. where people had <laughs> like claimed to have died to or like dead. they were like actually dead for a period of time and they saw like heaven or they saw hell and like what they saw there. And my eyes just started to be open to the, I guess, you know, spiritual world. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd say um, I also started to pray during this time mm. where it was a, a sermon from Andy Stanley called um, Grown Up Prayers. This was the um, like second series I ever watched from him. The first one was on dating when I had like when I was going through this uh, breakup, yep. like trying to figure out what to do. I listened to this series he has called The New Rules for Love, Sex and Dating mm -hmm. and that like blew my mind like whoa like I've not been living as a Christian at all and then I was like okay well do I, do I even need to live as a Christian and so I started listening to um, this pod this other sermon series you had called grown-up prayers and I was like I've never prayed before like literally never prayed my whole life and at that point I was you know 20 um, six years old okay. and so I was like okay what does it even mean to pray like what does that look like and I started to watch that series, not the end of that series. And he explains, um, there's a, a verse in Luke where, um, he, Jesus is like walking along before he's about to go into Jerusalem to be crucified. Mm -hmm. And there's a blind man who, um, is like on the road, um, next to them. I think it's Luke 18, um, where he, the blind man like cries out to Jesus, like, Jesus, like, Jesus, Jesus, like, help me, help me. And um, Jesus, like, stops the assembly yep. into Jerusalem and, like, goes and um, talks to the blind man. He's like, hey, what do you want me to do for you? And he's, like, blind, you know, so it's, like, obvious what he wants yeah. to happen. To happen. <laughs> but Jesus still asks the question. Mm. And so it really just speaks to, um, like, us taking a step is what I believe, like, toward faith and toward Jesus. Oh. And then Jesus responding. And so... Um, Jesus is like, what, what do you want me to do for you? 
And the blind man's like, I want to see, Lord, I want to see. And so through that series, Andy encouraged you to pray that prayer. Like, God, Even if it's if, obvious. Yeah. Like, yeah. God, if you're real, like, I want to see, like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't necessarily like believe in you or believe in faith or religion, but if you're real, help me to see today. Mm-hmm. So every day I started to just wake up, get on my knees and say like, okay, God, like, I don't know what's happening, but I don't know if you were real, but I want to see today. Yep. And, um, stuff started happening in my life that I couldn't really explain. And I was like, okay, this, like this example had to have been God. This had to have been God. Um, the, the one that stands out the most through that time where I was like praying and kind of seeking was I, um, was on the belt line one day mm-hmm. and I went into the Kroger that's on the belt line and I've got like my headphones in my AirPods and like, you know, I'm like going to do some shopping at Kroger mm-hmm. and you know, nobody ever like talks to you when you're shopping. I feel like <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just like you're all by yourself and especially if you have your headphones in, like yeah, no, no one's, one's going to bother you. Anything to you. Yeah. I walk in the, like I walk into the Kroger and within probably 30 seconds this guy comes up to me and it's like you got like your headphones take out your headphones i was like hey okay. how's it going like <laughs> and he's like i have a i have um two questions i need to ask you mm. i was like okay he was like if god was here right now what would you ask him i'm getting chills <laughs> and i was like <laughs> i was like is this guy like an angel or like what's happening here and at that point i'd been praying for probably like a month or so like every day, like reveal yourself to me. And there have been other like smaller mm. examples before. And I was like, wow, like this must have been like, I don't know, God, like God trying to reach me, um, in some way. And, um, so yeah, I don't know. That was like the most tangible way. I was like, wow, God, like, okay, you, you must be real. So once I kind of determined like God is real, um, you said there's two questions though, right? Yeah. He asked me if God was here right now, um, what would you ask him for? Mm-hmm. Like, what would you want to know? Mm-hmm. And then I said, um, I guess I responded with him to him with two answers. I'd want to know when I was going to die mm. and when I was going to get married or like who I was going to get married to. Got it. Cause at that point I had just gone it, through the breakup yes, and I was it like, was on your mind. Yeah. It was on my mind. And so, um, yeah, that was, um, probably like May of 2021. Okay. And then, um, June of 2021 is when I found our men's small group at passion. So I had, um, started following Andy Stanley and, um, North point and Buckhead church, which Mm -hmm. are like part of, part of his churches in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I got an ad one day for passion young adults on Instagram. Really? And I, you know, had never heard of passion before. (laughs) And so I like, I follow their Instagram account and they, they DM me the next day and they're like, Hey, are you coming to summer in the city tonight? Ah. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I see on y'all's y'all's bio, it says 18 to 25 year olds. Yep. I just turned 26. Exactly. I was like, uh, I don't know what this means. And they're like, Oh, that's fine. Like you're welcome to come. Like, don't worry about it. So I showed up, didn't know anybody mm-hmm. and I ended up meeting, um, a guy in our small group who invited me to come and sit with him and his friends. And then they add me to their group me, which is the same group me that we have now. So yep. now like 
two and a half years later, I'm still part of the group. And so, um, those guys like really, I don't know, helping me learn about Christian community Mm -hmm. was really pivotal as well. So I'd say, uh, me like feeling like I experienced God in real life, like showing up plus finding these guys that really cared about me and loved me and were guys that I was like, wow, these are real guys that are like, they've got good jobs. Like they're, you know, they're actually they're fit. They're like, yeah. they look good. I yeah. was like, wow, these are people I could like aspire to be, but they have this joy about them that I don't have. And so <sighs> I was like, cool. something's attractive about this and I'm going to keep coming back. Yep. And then my own kind of research into apologetics mm-hmm. and people's testimonies and near death experiences. So all those things kind of coupled together are what convinced me that there was a God. And then I, okay. So I was like, okay, I believe there is a God, but which God is there? Mm. You know, cause there's like, you know, the Buddhist God, Muslim God, yep. you know, Allah, yep. there's like the Jewish religion, like the God of the old Testament, yep. um, you know, Jesus in Christianity, yep. which God is there? Or they're like many gods, you know? And so I really, um, I guess, investigated that next. And really the crux of the Christian faith um, relies on the belief in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between Christianity and other religions. Yep. So I was like, okay, did Jesus really live? Was he a real person? Did he really die and Mm -hmm. come back to life three days later because if he didn't then christianity is not any different than any other religion and so i started to kind of explore that to the degree that i could was um looking into kind of the historical evidence i'd say Mm -hmm. of who jesus was and um i watched the Case for Christ. I was about to ask which, you, did like, you read that book or really watch the movie? Kind of helped me, I guess, learn about faith more. And then um I at this point I still had never like read anything in the Bible. Like I never even opened the Bible. I was just doing kind of all of my own <laughs> research. Yeah. And um yeah, I came to the conclusion that I, it was an argument that I heard, but basically like if Jesus didn't really exist then why would all those all the all of his disciples that were so afraid to even say that they knew him you know peter denied him three times when he was being um you know led to crucifixion um how did they like dramatically change their faith to where they were willing to go out and publicly profess that they believed in jesus and you know y'all crucified him the pharisees the sadducees um they were like willing to die for this person if yep. they if he didn't really come back to life and it was because like i would at that time i wouldn't have died for anything you know like i would never have said like okay I, my mom or like my sisters or my dad like my friends like no i'm like the most important person in my life and i was very selfish in that way mm-hmm. but that's all i had known like if i'm not going if i don't look out for myself then no one's going to look out for me so how did these right. guys like 12 guys go from scared to then, okay, willing to die for this guy. Yep. Unless they had seen him get crucified, had seen him you know, in his resurrected state, and then had seen him ascend to heaven. So where they didn't have a fear of death anymore because, okay, if our, if our rabbi died and came back to life, then 
okay, why do we have to fear death anymore? Exactly. And my whole thing was, did Jesus exist? Right. So for me, cause I, I was going through a point as well where I was trying to figure things out on my end as well. And for me, what kind of set everything apart was Christianity isn't the only religion that believe that Jesus existed. Uh-huh. There's documentation. Um, like, Muslims believe that Jesus existed. They thought they actually thought he was a prophet. Like they thought he was a good guy. They thought he followed God, but they didn't think of him as the son of God. Right. The Jewish religion also believed in Jesus. They believed that he existed. There's documentation once again, believing in him or whatever, documenting that he lived, but they didn't believe that he was technically the son of God. So for me, my thought process was like, okay, Christianity is the only religion that believes that he existed. Um, and these other religions also believe that he did exist. So I'm going to choose the one that also documented that he was the son of God and showed all these different things that he did. So that was kind of my thought process throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's, I think, um, the most, I guess, logical conclusion to come to. So it really was not me like, okay, God, I'm just going to like, trust that this is real mm-hmm. i mean there's an element of trust to faith like i didn't see jesus resurrected myself you know right like so i can't be like okay it definitely happened myself but mm-hmm. the evidence i would say there's more evidence that supports that jesus was a real person yep. and that he did uh live he did die he did come back to life and then like the explosion of christianity from that yes. event like yes. how could that have happened to where it's still um you know, growing even today, like 2000 years later, if it wasn't something that was like spiritual or, or, you know, confirmed by God. So I think we talked about this or I definitely talked about the, in the men's group, I, I am not good with quoting the Bible, but it was something along the lines of when there was a pivotal point in Christianity where I think it was an accident and Disciples were spreading the word of God, spreading the word of Jesus. They tried to shut it down. And basically someone said, hey, let it let it go. And if yeah. it's meant to be, if it's supposed to be, you're not going to be able to stop it anyway. And like if you try to, like it's just, it's not going to turn out for you well anyway. So like, hey, let it happen. And whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. And then what happened was Christianity just continued to spread. Right. Yeah. I think it's um, like Acts three to five, somewhere in that area where Peter is, um, before the Sanhedrin and yeah, they like send him out because he's like professing Jesus and they all kind of like cuddle up. And this one elder is like, just let him go guys. Let's not, you know, put him out. If he's, if it's from God, like it's gonna, it's gonna 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 be fighting against God. So let's, (laughs) let's not do that. Um, so yeah, that I, I would say were the two kind of, pivotal points like okay is there really a god and then me feeling like i experienced him in my own life plus Mm -hmm. the um the kind of evidence that i investigated between like people's testimonies people's near-death experiences debates between atheists and christians and buddhists and other religions and then to um exploring the historical person of jesus and Mm -hmm. like okay did jesus really live did he really die did he really come back to life um, and if those two things are true, then Christianity is the truth. Yep. And so it wasn't like, okay, I just, I'm going to trust this is like, this is what I believe actually happened now. And mm-hmm. so I'm 
okay, it may not be like how I want to necessarily live. Like I might not like selfishly, it'd be nice to like still be okay. Living in sin or, you know, doing whatever I want to do, yeah. but I've chosen to like surrender all areas of my life to God and to Jesus since then this in the, um, like end of July of 2021 is when I kind of made that decision. Like, okay, I felt like I had enough evidence yeah. and like, I really believed in Jesus at that point to where it was like my heart. Okay. I really believed in my heart and I was able to defend it, which is something I really wanted to be able to do. I didn't want to just like trust that this is true or just cause I was raised that way. I wanted mm -hmm. to actually have an opinion myself. And so, yeah, in, in July, 2021 is when I kind of like re surrendered, I'd say. I mean, when I was a kid, I accepted Jesus, but like, I don't, I didn't know what I was doing then really. You weren't studying you weren't diving in you weren't going into you weren't watching these movies you weren't trying to figure things out for yourself it was like okay this is what i'm supposed to believe and i'm gonna believe in it but yeah. then it was like wait a second i'm gonna dive in i'm gonna be logical about this i want to figure this out for myself you did you did the whole like almost detective mode and then you're like yeah this is actually what i believe in yeah exactly and so yeah that was end of july and um yeah i've just been continuing to grow my faith since then you mentioned um during the breakup um, and, and that kind of what sparked a lot of all this happening. My thought when you were sharing that was the Holy Spirit brought this upon you because I would say at the time you had a thought process where, I mean, yes, you believed in God at the time and yes, that was important, but it, it sounded like you were putting like the relationship and you were putting the woman first versus like putting God at the forefront of every single thing. But I feel like after that breakup and then after all of your research you definitely switch that where it's like okay no this is what's most important everything else just comes after that would you agree with that or yeah yeah definitely um i mean when i was dating her i didn't even like consider god or faith as part of you didn't think about dating her really yep. at all so it was yep. like um yeah total like 360 i would say or 180 where i was like okay i'm uh <laughs> I really believe this now, so I'm gonna do my best to like follow God's teachings and the teachings of Jesus. And really, uh, I started to see even myself like it was actually for my good. When mm -hmm. I was a kid, I always thought it was like these rules I had to follow. Yep. Like, okay, do this because God said so, and like you're gonna be restrained because of it. Yeah. But actually, the like way that Jesus commands us to live is for our benefit like exactly. to have to have abundant life on earth yep and so like by saying no to some things i'm able to actually like have more peace in my life i'm able to have more joy in my life i'm able to um invest in my future and like my future relationships my future marriage you know lord willing one day and mm -hmm. so yeah that's kind of um how i started to see it was like oh wow like me not doing x is actually resulting in a more fulfilled life, um, in general. And so, yeah, I'd say that's kind of, um, how I've continued to, to grow since then is, um, you know, developing community mm -hmm. with other men who are, um, Christians, like points where I feel like I'm getting poured into and like mm -hmm. have leaders speaking into my life, people that I'm pouring out and, uh, helping other people kind of with, it, with their faith. And then, um, yeah, just like listening to what God's telling me to do and 
trying to be obedient to that. So I know that's kind of how we got here today was like me feeling like God was wanting me to explore podcasting and like what that might look like. And then we were in the same group a couple of weeks yep. ago on a Monday night. And, yep. um, I shared that as a prayer request and you're like, I didn't know where, and I was like, wait a second, you said what? <laughs> so, so, all right, let's, let's, let's set the stage a little bit. So first, um, I completely agree with like people think like, Oh, so Christians is being a Christian is just about rules. And by doing all these things, like you, you have no freedom or whatever, like you basically it's like, are you, are you going to follow these rules? Or are you going to do whatever you want or whatever? And people think that being a Christian means you, it prevents you from doing whatever you want. But when you actually think about it, when you actually think about these freedoms, right? Like what is the outcome of it? And for me, what yeah. I noticed was all these different things that were like sins um, and, and sinning would make me feel worse about myself in the long run. It would make my life worse in the long run. So it's like, okay, do I follow these commandments, which in turn lead to a better, more fulfilling and just healthier lifestyle in my opinion, or do I sin go against what God is saying? And at, at, in during the moment you, it might feel like this is what I want to do. But then shortly after that, very shortly after that, it was like, that is not something I want to pursue. That is not something I want to do. And then you just feel empty or you feel lonely or you feel like a, a different way than mm. you would if you were following God in the first place. Um, but we go to the men's group every Monday. Um, and during that we, we break up into small groups right? and we go over, um, a, a chapter, uh, in, in the Bible. Um, we read it, we discuss it. We, we, and then we, um, also we pray for each other. We say what's on our mind. We say what's on our heart. Uh, we go through different things that we're going through the highs and the lows, but so we were going through that and then you shared what you said. And I mean, this is something that, that I've been pursuing because I feel like I was called to do it as well, which was spread the word of God. How can I spread the word of God through people's testimonies? Why are testimonies important? Because that is real experiences that people have shared. And uh, the Bible is a bunch of different testimonies as well. It's, it's real life experiences that people had with God um, or through Jesus. So how can we make that more modern by doing that, by, by sharing things like how you just said, um, that that was basically your way that your um, solidification of believing in God, believing in Jesus, becoming Christian, um, and you then shared what was on your heart, which was, and I'm just gonna let you kind of talk about that really quick. Yeah, I feel like um, something that God's in. So in my quiet time, mm -hmm. I spend time with God in that way where I, I believe it's, um, you know, Jesus tells us to like go into our room, close the door and pray to your father mm. in heaven. Um, uh, and your father will reward what's done in secret. And so, um, yeah, like I think that there's, there's power in like having a, a quiet time, having a secret place, a, a prayer room, a war room, if, if you call it that. So that's kind of what I have in my apartment where, I spend time uh, with the Lord, like intentionally, like it's like, you know, don't bring my phone in. Yeah. There's like nothing in there that's to distract me just like me and the Lord. And so I feel like it was something that God's been telling me the last few months. Like, I want you to start a podcast. I want you to start um, a way to reach other um, single men mm. and like men that were where I'm at in life. 
uh, or where I was at in life, like three, three years ago where I was like, okay, just out for, you know, sex and money and power and like, okay, like how many, um, you know, how, how am I dating? Like, what's my like prospects looking like? Okay. Like how much money am I making? You know, am I moving up the corporate ladder? Mm -hmm. Uh, how much influence do I have? Like how many followers on Instagram do I have? How much powers behind my name mm-hmm. and um like giving all that up so to speak to follow jesus has actually been better yep and it's like <laughs> made me so much more happy and so much more fulfilled in life and by pouring into other people and loving other people i've been able to really feel like i've like found my life or before it was like i thought i you know knew what i was doing mm-hmm. but that really all left me empty you know yep. when one thing didn't work out and so um, you know, since following Jesus the last three years, there's been, you know, ups and downs, but I still have the foundation. Yeah. The foundation and really like the assurance of, okay, I really believe this. And like, I still have Jesus with me even through the hard times. And so just feel called, uh, and led to you know, share other single men specifically, um, their stories. I feel like that there's not a great platform or there's not a no. great voice, so to speak um, within Christianity that is able to speak from a single point of view, like Mm -hmm. someone that's not married or someone that's not, um, you know, in a relationship, um, to actually talk about like the good and bad things of being single within Christianity, you know, share their story as, as a man. I feel like that there's a lot of married couples, a lot of pastors, most pastors are married, you know, or like they got married when they were like, you know, 22 or 18 or 25 or whatever, you know, right out of school. And it's like, okay, you don't like really understand maybe like the struggle or like what, what someone that is single as a man is going through, you know, fighting, you know, lust and temptation and career success. And okay, how can I like move up uh, the corporate ladder? How can I use other people to get me to where I want to go? I feel like that was a lot of the content I consumed before I was a Christian. It was like, okay, how can I like use the world for my benefit? Right. And I don't know. I just feel like there's power in sharing other single men's stories to hopefully, um, help other single men who aren't Christians see like, okay, there is another, um, like point of view in Mm -hmm. this like man focused kind of environment. Um, and then also help other, single Christian men to understand and like hear other people's stories, like, okay, to to encourage them and also to encourage, um, single Christian women be like, okay, there are strong Christian men that are out there. And I hear from a lot of my, um, single female friends, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like there's no one out there, like no strong men. And so, um, yeah, just like have a platform to share stories like that is something I feel like God's given me the vision to do. I think fellowship is super important. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I love the men's Bible study that we, that we have, um, is getting a bunch of guys together. And you mentioned like when you started going, it was men that you looked up to, it was successful men. Some of them might be in a relationship right now, but some, I've, the men that were leaders that had a foundation on who they were, a foundation on what they believed in, and they were they were going forward, um, and, and you wanted to join them in this in this path that they were walking forward on, right? Um, so I see the benefit in 
getting or I, I see the benefit in the fellowship and and talking to other people who share these different experiences and I definitely see the the um the possibilities in other people that that weren't like aren't part of that conversation being like okay this is also something that other people are struggling with or, or someone might share the same story as them so it gives them that that uh sense of comfort um on their path as well yeah and then uh what else was i going to say um oh you mentioned like relationships and for me like ben stewart was is is my guy right when yeah. it comes to like relationships and whatnot and one thing that i love that he mentioned was Yes, when you are in a relationship, yes, when you get married, that is a beautiful thing, especially if it's with that that person that is also following the same faith as you and that, that wants to walk down that path with you in life as well. Um, but don't be so eager to get to that point because there are certain benefits to being single that you will not be able to have when you are in that relationship. So mm. just naturally, when you're in a relationship with somebody, some of that time, maybe that you, some of that free time that you had is not going to go to that person. That's just natural. Yeah. So when you're single, there's certain there you have this time, you have this abundance of time that allows you to do these different things that you might want to do or that God wants you to do. Um and and right now, for example, this podcast would be a lot harder to do or or um all the other things in, in my life that that I'm I that I want that I'm ambitious about that I'm passionate about it's going to be a lot harder to do if I'm also dedicating X amount of time also to another person. That's just natural. So mm. um, for anyone that might want to get to that point where they where they are in a relationship with somebody, you talked about single women as well. I have a lot of single women friends who were there that they want to get to that point, right? Where they, they want to become a wife. They want to, to, to follow God with somebody else as well. Yeah. Like don't sleep on, this time in your life right now that allows you to do so much. And one thing that he specifically called out was, um, uh, I think it was these two girls. I'm going to butcher Ben Stewart. I am so sorry. Um, <laughs> he, two girls went up to him and they said like, Hey, um, we, there's, uh, like the, what was it? There's country. Um, there's village in this country. Um, going through a hard time. Uh, we want you to, uh, or we want like them to like, to, to, get to a better place or whatever, a better oh. spot. He's like, okay, what are you going to do about it? Well, we're telling you about it. What do you mean? Like we're, we're doing our part. We're telling you Ben Stewart to, to fix it for him. Right. So can you give him the money? He's like, I guys, I have other things like I do. I can't do it. Like, I don't, I don't know what you want from me. And it was like, okay. Um, so he's like, I, I don't even think he told him to do anything, but they realized that he wasn't going to do anything or whatever. So they left. Um, and he's like, all right, talk to me. Like when, when there's an update, when something happens and they come back to him, I think it was like a year later or whatever. Yeah. And they were like, "Hey, remember the the whole thing uh, with um, uh, going on this trip in order to to help this this country out or help this village out?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, we we did it. What do you mean you did? It? We 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 uh, we raised money for them. How did you raise money? Bracelets. What do you mean bracelets? They the the two girls um, in the season of singleness. They they." planned and they basically created bracelets and sold these bracelets in order to raise money to help these people out or whatever. Yeah. And they did that because they had the time. They did that because there was an opportunity that they established and, and um, what led to was just so powerful. So mm. I think I used to come into this kind of feeling as well, where it was, I want to get to point B, but I'm forgetting where I am in point A right now. And the point from A to B, like it is a journey in itself. And um, let's not, let's not just shut down and let's not just like put her head down and, and just 
worry about getting to point B. Let's embrace that journey that we have right now that yeah. is leading to that. Point. Yeah, literally. I think that's such a great point where I feel like God has had to root out of me the desire to mm. get married, to be fulfilled in life. And it's something that I took a, a year off dating Yep. to like, I don't know, I felt God was like telling me to do that. And it's something that Andy Stanley speaks about in that new rules for love, sex and dating series, like taking a full year off and just like, I'm not going to go on any dates yep. during that time. Yep. And it's something that I really needed to help me spend time intentionally with the Lord, like actually read the Bible for myself. I'm yep. like going through the Bible for the first time ever right now. And I'm on track to finish it by the end of this year. That's awesome. Um, it's like November 11th now. So like almost uh, two more months left and okay. I'll have read the whole Bible. And that's something that's like, amazing. I feel like I should do as someone that's trying to follow Jesus, you know, yeah. I should probably like have read like his word and what, he tells us to do. Meanwhile, me, I just stand in the New Testament. I don't even look at the Old Testament, but yeah, yeah. yeah. The Old Testament was, there's some tough books in there. Oh man, <laughs> but uh, it's been like really eye-opening. And if if I had been you know focused on dating or yep. like going out with different people exactly. or had been you know, engaged or like you know married, I wouldn't have had as much time to do this. And um, yeah, so just something that I feel like God's called me to do. And like you said, like these girls they had this on like burden on their heart mm -hmm. to go to this village and like raise this money. Mm -hmm. And they went to Ben's store, like Ben's store, can you help us? Yeah. He's like, well, I don't have that same burden or, you know, God has him doing other things with his talents. And so it's something that I feel like God's put a burden on my heart to speak, you know, as a single man to yep. other single men yep. and to share their stories. And so, yeah, excited to kind of see what the, journey um holds and you know i don't know what i'm doing i don't have any of the podcast stuff at this point yeah. or the ability to um you know create stuff easily but yeah. something like we were just talking about earlier you know yeah. like god's brought people like you into my life to like help give <laughs> me the knowledge and the wisdom and encourage me in the process and um you know if he's behind it then ultimately like that's all i can do is just be obedient to what I feel like he's calling me to do. And even if it helps, you know, one person, then, you know, that was worth it. So, exactly. Yeah. What, whatever is supposed to happen, if we pray about it, if God put it on us in order to do, there will be a way mm. it will, it will happen one way or another, whether it be, he's just going to equip you with everything himself or whether it be, he's just going to have you, you know what? Please pray for me because I felt called <laughs> to start a podcast and and uh, connect some single men together and share their stories. And the right person might have heard it. So, uh, Carlton, thank you so much for being on, man. I do really appreciate it. Uh, and and I will help you out in any way that I can, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it, Nick. And it's uh, encouraged me to hear you know your story and like how you had a similar vision and yep. you know bring people on to share their testimonies and you know seeing some of the videos and how um you know they've reached people all over the world it's like wow there, there's really a lot of impact in this and you didn't know anything yourself when you first started so yeah. god's brought it all to you and he's caused the growth and just your faithfulness and, and obedience and that i think he's blessing and, and showing favor toward thank you thank you uh this is the finding faith podcast and i hope you all have a great one thank you <laughs>